0: Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling
1: Podcast.
0: A proud member of the Roar Network, powered by the com. And now your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 54 of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios. Of course, our central hub, AverageMarks.com. You can find everything you need there. Um, I don't do this as good as as Mikey O does it, but uh, Mikey O is uh, unfortunately out this week with a little... uh, He nicked his ankle. He he twisted his ankle, so nothing serious. I'm sure he'll be back next week, but he told me uh, to just go ahead and do the podcast, um, I guess, the way I wanted to. And uh, the way uh, I wanted to do it was invite Brink, who is currently... Hey! Joining me all the way from Big Basil, Louisiana. So, Brink, uh, thanks for coming on with me. So uh, late in the evening, it's actually on Monday evening. I got Monday Night Raw on the TV right now. But, uh, Brink, you know, some interesting uh, developments with you lately. Uh, You're going to be joining the WrestleCast crew. I don't think we talked
1: about this. Did we talk about this on the podcast already? I I don't know. I know we've talked about it in our... uh... Or group chat, but yeah. no, we hadn't, no, I don't know if we all talked about it on the podcast or not, but I'll be joining them Wednesday for their TLC preview show. That'll be my first official podcast with them. I've been on it before, but not as an actual member, just a, a, a guest and friend of the show. This time is going to be official, legit. I'm just about 100% British now. We're getting there, mate.
0: All right, so... This Wednesday is going to be your first episode with them or did you do one already?
1: No, uh, this will be my. I mean, I've done some, you know, months past, but yeah, um, but like actually, you know, as
0: as the official, as an official yeah, this member, this will be my first. Okay, well that's cool. So y'all be on the lookout. Just um, search WrestleCast. I don't know exactly what other handles are, but go show them some love. Brink's going to be on there full time uh, now. Uh, so.
1: underscore WrestleCast.
0: There you go, underscore WrestleCast. So y'all go and um, check them out as well. Uh, Great friends of the show, obviously, but um, Brink, today we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about some uh, New Japan, a big time of the year for New Japan with their big event coming up, Wrestle Kingdom, and pretty much, I guess, the last major stepping stone. I know they have those Road to the Tokyo Domes uh, shows coming up, but obviously the finals of World Tag League took place uh, when was it it was a couple days ago I watched it I watched some of it uh, you watched all of it today you finally caught up with it yes. and let's see uh, just quickly gonna go over the results here real quick let's see the first uh, match was eight-man tag let's see let's see how many I, I try and or how many I butcher here so <laughs> uh, Satoshi Kojima. Uh, pinned Ayato Yoshida uh, in an eight-man tag team match. Close uh, enough. Yeah, and I'm just gonna you know keep it try and keep it as simple as possible right there. Second <laughs> match, uh, <laughs> the another eight-man tag uh, tag team match. to Kashi. Izuka de- uh, defeated or uh, well, he pinned. Ch- well, I think there was a disqualification. Um, it, was a,
1: it was a DQ finish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That's been one of the stories this World Tad League has been Chuck E.T. just kind of snapping and losing control of everything. And um, him snapping actually cost him and Beretta six points. So that would be three matches. And yeah. if they'd have won those matches, they'd have been in contention for the finals. So that's kind of an ongoing storyline to kind of look forward to here going forward.
0: Well, Izuka, uh, yeah, just got disqualified for. A, so it was Chucky e. T that basically,
1: uh, I guess. Chucky e. T attacked him with a steel chair. Okay. Got
0: the DQ. So there you go. That's what happened in that match. Next yep. match, it was. I think I saw actually a few a little bits of uh, this match. Uh it was six man tag. Tomohiro Ishii, Yo, and Show defeated El Desperado, Yoshinabu Kanemaru, and Zack Saber Jr. Uh, who is it that? Well, we'll talk about this in a minute with uh, Zack Saber Jr. Next match is. Uh, was Tetsuya Naito Bushi and Shinga Takaki, Takaki, or something like that. Takagi. Takagi. Defeated yeah. Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi, and Hangman Page. And then, fifth match, Bad Luck Falle, uh, Taiji Ichimori, uh, J.Y., <laughs> excuse me, uh, uh, defeated Kazuchika Okada, Toruyano, and Kushida. And then uh, this is an eight-man tag team match here. Uh, the Young Bucks, Marty Scurll and Kenny Omega defeated uh, Taguchi, Finley, Robinson, and Tanahashi. And the uh, ooh, this match right here, um, number one contender match for the Neverweight Open Championship. Will Ospreay defeated Taiichi. Boy, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, yes. And uh, then the Never Openweight Championship match, Kota Ibushi – uh, defeated Haruki Goto. So uh, Kota Ibushi is the new never-open-weight champion. And then the World Tag League final match, Evelyn Sonata defeated Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. So Brinkman, after all that, you watched the whole thing. Um, just talk about, and I mean, you can go match by match, or just, just some things that stood out to you uh, watching World Tag League.
1: Well, I think the one thing... That really stood out to me were the two singles matches. Uh, Osprey and Taichi uh, had a really good match with Osprey winning. That match was a number one contender match for the NEVER Openweight Championship, which was later won by Kota Ibushi. Which means that Wrestle Kingdom we're getting Will Osprey versus Kota Ibushi, and that match is just. I'm telling you now that match is going to steal the show. That's going to break the internet.
0: Well, that match is opening the show as the full uh, Wrestle Kingdom card came out. And we'll talk about the full card in just a little bit. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I've said it before. You know, Kenny Omega's my favorite New Japan guy. My second guy is Will Ospreay. I mean, you know, I t- always talk about Mustafa Ali, guys that are smooth in the ring. I don't think there's anybody in New Japan in the ring smoother, in my opinion, than Will Ospreay. I mean, the dude is... <laughs> the dude creates magic i mean it's it's unbelievable and at some point i'm gonna go watch this match with taiichi because i was reading online that some people were saying that will osprey gave taiichi i mean the match of his life uh apparently so i definitely want to check the, that out
1: it was one of taiichi's best matches um and I'm, i think you can credit that with osprey i know taiichi's been working hard too so and I mean, Osprey is that kind of guy where he's go- he's got all the flashy moves. He's gonna do stuff that's gonna just blow your mind. But at the same time, he's a really good seller, like on Dolph Ziggler level when it comes to selling. Yeah, and he makes his opponent looks a- he makes his opponent look absolutely amazing. So Osprey, uh, is he the smoothest? He's up there. I still think Sonata has a beat, but he's definitely one of the top three when it comes to like smoothness in the ring.
0: Yeah, it's almost in like – and then, of course, we're going to get to see Will Ospreay versus Pac in February at uh, at one of those events. I can't think of the the event, but I know it's going to happen. And uh, looking forward to that one. So we got Ospreay and Ibushi uh, on January 4th, and then we got Ospreay and uh, Pac in February. So uh, Will Ospreay fans, like myself, are quite excited for those two matches. Uh, yes. But going back now to the World Tag League Finals, you know, you talked about the two singles matches. You take away those two. Um, anything else you know that maybe have stood out to you uh, as far as you know what's the well, I guess what was the one of the big takeaways going into wrestle Kingdom other than the two uh, singles matches the biggest takeaway from World Tag league going I guess towards wrestle Kingdom
1: um Obviously I think uh, the world Tag league finals you had a rematch from last year's final. With God and uh, Evil and Sonata, and just like last year, Evil and Sonata prevailed again over God, which sets up the Wrestle Kingdom match. But after the match, the Young Bucks came out and and, uh, and basically said they they want their rematch for whenever God beat them for the titles. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of of the end of World Tag League, there was no answer on who was challenging. I know the Wrestle Kingdom card is out, and we'll talk more about it when it actually comes out. But the Young Bucks kind of coming in and stealing the spot, spotlight from Evil and Sonata I thought was also very interesting.
0: Yeah, I know. I did see that. And uh, I guess we can move on now to the to the Wrestle Kingdom card because I looked at it, and with you know without seeing most of the – if not all the the really important stuff of of World Tag League. I saw that, I was like, whoa, now how how did that happen? But uh, going over now to the... And it was Dave Meltzer that I was talking about Will Ospreay. Uh, Last night, Will Ospreay wasn't 100%, and he gave Taichi probably the best match he's had in his life. So with freaking Kota Ibushi, he could be coming out of an hospital bed and... Who put an hospital bed? Uh, You're an idiot. Um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hospital bed and have an incredible match that's how talented these two are so that's what he had to say about uh the match between Osprey and Taiichi at um at World Tag League but now looking ahead yeah. looking ahead to Wrestle Kingdom January 4th obviously every year um I guess I don't know if this is a dark match. It says right here, number one contender gauntlet match for the never-open-weight six-man tag team championship. Do you know if there's any – I don't see anything on the, the website, but maybe you read something somewhere as far as what that match may contain?
1: Well, this match was actually, like, on the main card the past couple of Wrestle Kingdoms. Um, and I'm assuming that this will be the pre-show match because last year they had, like, the, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom little Battle Royal, Royal Rumble or whatever. Um, there's no mention of that anywhere, so I'm assuming that this is taking the place of that, and the never-overweight six-man tags won't be on the line at Wrestle Kingdom because they're around the waist of G.O.D. and Ishimori, who are all tied up in other matches. So, I think this match might set up for a, a six-man tag title match. On the New Year's Dash show the next night, so we'll see what happens with that.
0: Yeah, of course, that New Year's Dash show the night after. Also, another big show for New Japan, obviously, the fallout. Yeah, huge show and fallout from...
1: It is the the New Japan equivalent of the Raw after Mania. Well, there you go.
0: All right, so let's go over now the match card. I'm assuming this is the final match card for uh, New Japan, so we're going to go ahead and tell you all about it here. Yes. First match, 60-minute time limit, never-open-weight championship. Cody Ibushi defends against Will Ospreay. Second match,
1: 60 That match is starting the show. Yes. That that is is insane. That's
0: uh, unbelievable. And uh, and, like you said, what could be? Somebody, I I think you would say, like, that match might already be match of the year. I mean, unbelievable.
1: That could be match of the year. That match would headline any other New Japan show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like King of Pro Wrestling or, or anything like that. This would be the main event. And yet they're having this as the opener to Wrestle Kingdom. That just shows how stacked Wrestle Kingdom is this year. Well, moving We're going to put Abushi and Osprey first.
0: I know. I, I, I can't wait. That's, that's unbelievable. Uh, moving on to the second match. Uh, sixty-minute time limit IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado the tag, uh, Junior Tag Team Champs defending against the Super Junior Tag League winner Show and Yo and also Bushi and Shingo Takagi.
1: Takagi. Yes, Takagi
0: got it right. Okay. This
1: one for me. This one for me is super interesting because it's a junior team from each of the three big factions in New Japan. Uh, Kanemaru and Desperados with Suzuki Goon, Show and Yo's with Chaos Bushi and Shingo is Lij, mm-hmm. um, and just like the the World Tag League, uh, Show and Yo won Super Junior Tag League last year too, so they are also back to back winners. And seeing these three teams go at it again, because this was also the final match in the Junior Tag League. Mm-hmm. Um, with not having to hold anything back, with it being Wrestle Kingdom, this is going to be a, a, another awesome match.
0: You uh, know, interesting too. You know, the, we talked about the you know the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. It's three teams, and then of course now the juniors, it's three teams as well. So the the tag team title matches are going to be it's just you know because in these kind of matches, obviously in New Japan, there's always so much going on. They're going to be real fun to watch. Um, and yeah. the third match, the this one, I, I you know. I saw this and I was like, you know, this is two totally different styles here. It's the British Heavyweight Championship. Tomohiro Ishi defending against Zack Saber Jr. Tomohiro Ishii, you know, he's the the physical. He'll you know, headbutt you. I mean, just not. He's not. He's not much of a technical wrestler. He's just a you know a. I can't think of the word, but a uh, rough and tough, very physical. And then, of course, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, arguably the best uh, submissionist in all of New Japan. This one's going to be very interesting. Now, the British Heavyweight Championship, is that a New Japan belt? Or I, I feel like, I don't no, know. No,
1: that is, that is for Rev Pro Wrestling over the UK.
0: Okay, so, I don't know. I, I've never, because I don't, I, I can't, then again, I've only been watching New Japan for so long. I can't remember the British Heavyweight championship really getting defended anytime recently so i didn't know how how that worked
1: this is this is not uncommon for new japan they have they've been having a working relationship with ring of honor and they've had the ring of honor title defended at wrestle kingdom a couple times so it's not uncommon for them to have the major title from a promotion that they're working with have it defended at wrestle kingdom ishii suzuki sabre and a, a couple others have been making uh, a lot of appearances at Rev Pro. Ishii beat Zack Sabre for the title uh WrestleMania weekend at one of the Rev Pro shows. Suzuki beat Ishii for it. Ishii wanted back from Suzuki, and now Zack Sabre Jr. wants it back from Ishii. Um, you're right. It is two different styles. Ishii is tough. He's physical. Uh, Sabre is... Is he does he does a lot of strikes, but he's more of a technician, more of a submission guy. Um, and oddly enough, those styles work well when these guys are faced off against each other. This one won't be for the faint of heart because I know Ishii has pinned saber, and I know saber has not made Ishii tap out, but he's made him pass out. Um, so this is going to be a very um, not. It's going to be underrated. Like not A lot of people are going to see this and be like, eh, this is going to be okay, but it's actually going to blow people's minds yeah. how good it's going to
0: be. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good match. I mean, I've seen them both, you know, because what, where I started to learn a lot about some of these guys is when I watched the G1 tournament back during the summer, and both of these guys are yep. in that tournament. So I got to see a lot, and I got to learn a lot about two of these two guys, so that's why I knew right off the bat... I was like, man, these two styles are like complete opposites. So like, it's going to be very interesting because you always, you know, it's kind of like we saw. You know, I was watching Survivor Series, and the main event obviously was Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar, two very different styles. And while that match for a minute looked like it was going to be a train wreck, just Lesnar dominating, it, you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, did his heel thing at the low blow, but it became a very good match because, and somehow they they made it work. Two different styles, and I feel like. Tomahiro Ishii and Zach Sabre Jr. are going to kind of do that, probably on a much greater level. But, you know, if yeah. that just goes also, to show you two uh, different styles can work in the ring, like very, very well. And I think those two guys are going to get, you know, put on one hell of a match.
1: And let's not forget that uh, Zach Sabre Jr. won the New Japan Cup earlier this year. So mm-hmm. he's got a lot of credibility within New Japan.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that match. So next match, fourth match, a 60 minute. Time Limit IWGP Tag Team Championship match. We talked a little bit about it earlier. The champs, Tongaloa, Loa, Tama Tonga defending against the World Tag League winners, Evelyn Sonata, and then also the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson. Of course, the, you know, Evelyn Sonata won the World Tag League by defeating Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga. And then, you know, Young Bucks yep. came out, demanded they need a rematch. I mean, why not? You know, um, three of the best tag teams, arguably, in New Japan right now. And, I mean, I've loved, I, I love me some Tama Tonga, man. He is, uh, he, right now, he's probably one of the top, I, I'd say, you know, I'd give Jay White the top heel right now in New Japan. But, I, I if, you know, if I had to pick a second one, I don't know. Tama Tonga's up there, man. He's, uh, I like me some Tama Tonga. And then, Evelyn with Sonata, you know, you talked about, you know, Sonata was it Sonata you was saying how smooth he is in the ring? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, of course, Sonata's really good. Evil's really good. And the Young Bucks, we already, you know, we know what they can do. This match, oh man, I'm. <laughs> it's only the fourth match too. Like this is this is oh, no. gonna be fun, <laughs> you know. And then, like I said, the, the, the you know Tama Tonga Tonga Loa love their gimmick. Evil and Sonata love their wrestling. The the Young Bucks love everything about them. They're just awesome uh, to watch. They're, they're they're the most fun tag team maybe. You could ever watch. Um, But that match is going to be crazy. Uh, What do you, you know, what's your thoughts on that match?
1: I think that the guy that you need to look for in this match is actually the guy that is the least experienced and not as well known as everybody else in this match. And that's Tonga Loa. He is super underrated on how good he actually is. He's a big guy that can move. He's athletic. He used to be a linebacker in college. He's really, really good. He's really, really talented. Um, I mean, I'll save who I think is going to win for later, but this is just like the junior title, the uh, junior tag titles. This match is going to be chaotic. It's going to be hella entertaining because all the guys in here are entertaining, and the moves that you're going to see, the athleticism from all three teams, are just going to be top tier, man. Yeah, it's going to be
0: really, really fun. I mean. Best, um, you know, if you like tag team wrestling, I mean, this it, it's about as good as it gets right here. Uh, in this You're getting match, three
1: of the best, um,
0: mm-hmm. uh, on to the next match, the fifth match, uh, another 60 minute. I think every match is a 60 minute time limit, but uh, this one's for the IWGP. title matches. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I think every match is a title match except for the um, the one special singles match, but this one right here, the fifth match. Is for the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Cody um, will defend against the former champion, Juice Robinson. So another interesting one here. Obviously, Cody with uh, Ring of Honor came in, got the belt from uh, Juice Robinson. When did he win the, Did he win that? When did he win that? I, I'm trying to remember when it was that Cody won it. From uh, him. Was it a power struggle? or?
1: I believe so.
0: I can't quite remember off, off the top of my head.
1: Juice Juice beat Jay White in the states, and then I think Juice's first defense was against Cody. And I well, think or, that was at Power Struggle, or,
0: or so wasn't was the G One final? Maybe I don't know. I can't. It was uh, one. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't it remember. but it was Ju- yeah. It was in the last few couple of months, and yeah. now obviously you know defending it back uh, on Cody. Give us some thoughts on that match.
1: Um, they like like we just said, we just had this match a few months ago. Um, But the interesting thing, uh, two Wrestle Kingdoms ago, Cody's debut match in New Japan came against uh, Juice Robinson. So, almost two years, I don't know, I think exactly two years uh, since Cody debuted in New Japan. They're going to f- fight again in New Japan. And I'll, I don't remember what spot on the card. It might have been fourth or fifth match, which is similar to what they have now. The only difference is now they got a championship on the line so yep,
0: this should be a, yeah you know th- these are two guys obviously we know juice's promo skills are freaking awesome and cody Top-notch. and cody can cut a hell of a promo too just because of who he is and i would love to see you know these two i mean did these two uh did these two appear at at world tag league final or no
1: um
0: cody did not juice was in a match did, uh, did they reference the you know the match with Cody or anything? Because I would love to see like these two guys like have prom. Like if you have a press conference, these two dudes should be there. Like I would love to see that build up to that match. Them two just you know talking smack to one another.
1: I'm not sure they did a press conference yet or not.
0: Uh, I have a feeling, there I think they will though, won't they?
1: Oh, they they definitely will. I just don't know if it's happened yet or not. No, I don't think it oh, has yet. I, and I don't remember if the announcers said anything about the uh, Wrestle Kingdom match for Juice or not.
0: Well, it's going to be Cody versus Juice Robinson. It's going to be a
1: really, it's going to be a really good match. Like the WWE fans that want to watch this, this might be the match that they kind of connect with the most with both yeah. of them being, both of them having spent time there, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be like a new Japan match. It's, it's going to yeah. be. Really oh good.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely, it's going to be another good match. Uh, Yes. It, it basically, it was kind of like NXT um, TakeOver War Games. You know, it's like, try and find the worst match. It's impossible. Uh, You're right. And speaking of uh, really good matches, uh, the next one, this is going to be good. Um, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Kashida is going to defend against Taiji Ishimori, the Bone Soldier. Um, I've seen Taiji Ishimori wrestle numerous times now. Kashida, I think I don't know if I remember seeing. I might have re- seen him wrestle a couple times, but uh, these two dudes, you know, the, the the small guys, the junior heavyweights. Um, I know Taiji Ishimori, man, he can he can fly around. But um, I'm looking forward. So to this can Kashida. So what what do you th- uh, think about these two guys?
1: I think this is going to be absolutely fan bleeping tastic. Um, Taiji Ishimori is the newest. One of the newer super juniors to New Japan, but he's chiseled as hell, man. He's in a phenomenal shape. He can move. He's he's strong for his stature. Um, Kashida is one of the best junior heavyweights of all time, mm-hmm. and he still got a lot of years left. He's a legit MMA guy. He was undefeated when he was in MMA, so he does some, some submission uh, style. He can fly. He can do his his catches. Can go he he can do a little bit of everything. Um if you if you've only seen a couple of Kushida matches, bro, like you need to get up to date on Kushida. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: gonna send I'm gonna send you a playlist like Kashida versus this guy, Kushida versus this guy and okay. you need to go on and watch him because the dude is amazing and does
0: awesome awesome work. Well, I'm definitely going to have to go check that out, but uh certainly I'll get a chance to check him out uh, firsthand against Taiji Ishimori who was the runner up in – uh the best of the super juniors. So, and of course the yes, guy that wanted yes. Hir- Hiromu Takahashi has been out um, with that neck injury. So hopefully we'll see him back. But uh certainly hopefully. two of the best junior heavyweights uh, available right now out there in uh, New Japan. Next match is a special singles match. It is Kazuchika Okada taking on J freaking Switchblade White. Uh, now a lot of people are really, really high on this match. Like... Earlier, I know I said something about Osprey and Cody Abushi. Somebody was talking about that was match of the year. The the second I started reading Kazuchika Okada's name, I remembered. I believe they were talking about this match: Okada and Jay White. And there's, I think there's a little bit of history here between Okada and Jay White. Am I correct? Yep. Well, take us a little bit through that because I, <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you probably know a thing or two about the history between these two guys. Take us through there and uh, you know how they got to, to this point in this match.
1: Well, it all started in New Year's Dash last year. Um, actually, no, actually Wrestle Kingdom last year because that's when Jay White made his uh, return from excursion. And uh, this, his next night on New Year's Dash, Kenny Omega uh, offered him a spot in Bullet Club, which he turned down. Ended up joining Chaos with Okada. Then started, you know, kind of had some riffs with some people in Chaos. And then finally, excuse me, finally the big reveal of him turning on Chaos, joining BCOGs, becoming Bullet Club after they kicked out Kenny Omega and all the elites, And that's basically what it stems to. That and uh, Gato turning on Okada for Jay White. Um, This is probably the most personal match on the entire card and it makes sense because Okada had been in the main event for like the past 6 or 7 years and this is the first time that he won't be in the main event in a good long while so they're putting up a, a, a PWI number 1 wrestler in the world, previous uh, longest reigning IWGP heavyweight champion, a bona fide superstar against the next up and coming heel superstar it, it makes perfect sense. It's stupid, personal. It's going to be physical as all hell. You can imagine Gato gets involved in some way. It's going to be really, really good match. It won't be um, probably as high flying as Osprey and Ibushi, but I I I totally understand the hype of it being possible match of the night.
0: Yeah, because it's not. I mean, obviously, these two guys can. Can go. We know what Okada can do. I mean, he's put on some of the greatest wrestling matches uh, of all time. Absolutely. And Jay White, you know, he, he, in my opinion, he might not be quite on Okada's level, but certainly, you know, he. He's on his way
1: there, man. He's he's only like twenty four. That's what I was going to say? Super young. That's
0: what I was going to say. He's very, very young, but for the age he's at, he is so good, and he's so good at his gimmick too. Really mature. And he's so good at his gimmick too. He's so good. He's got the look. I mean, he's. I, I, he really is like I don't want to say he's the perfect gimmick, but it, it just fits him so well, and he play and he executes it so well, and that's why, in my opinion, he's the is the number one heel right now in in New Japan.
1: He has taken the gimmick that um, they gave him or that he came up with while he was on excursion, and he's absolutely perfected it. The mannerisms, the way that he talks, the way that he he carries himself. Um, He's He is clicking on all cylinders right now. And it should say something for JY for the work that he's put in and how much faith New Japan has in him to put him in a, a major match at Wrestle Kingdom with Okada. Yeah, That's saying something, man. Yeah, saying, you know, something.
0: and you know, of course, I was talking earlier about, you know, watching the G1, getting to learn a lot about the guys in the G1, these two guys. And, of course, I knew a little bit about Okada, obviously with his big matches with Omega. But then I got to learn a lot about JY White and see him wrestle a lot and see him you know play his gimmick and I was I'm I always was impressed with Jay White so uh definitely looking forward to that match that's going to be a, another one you know like like you said possible match of the night and then you got two more matches here we still got to talk about that you can never count out uh some of the, these these four guys that we're about to talk about here the next match um the first two guys of those four we're going to talk about the intercontinental IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Chris Jericho, who won it from Tetsuya Naito, will defend it against Tetsuya Naito. And uh, Jericho won that back at what? Dominion, right? Uh, I think it was Dominion. I think so. I think he did win it. He he faced Omega. And yeah, I think it was at Dominion because I remember Jericho won and Omega won. It was was a good night for the Canadians that night um, back in June. So. Jericho, who has he defended it since then? If he did, it was yes, only he once. He's
1: defended it. He's defended it once, and he defended it successfully, obviously against evil. Okay, and that yeah. was, I want to say, king of pro wrestling.
0: That is true. Okay, so now the rematch, obviously with Tetsu Naito. I know you're a huge Tetsu Naito fan. Naito
1: and, is my guy,
0: and uh, of course, uh, and you're obviously a big fan of Chris Jericho. I mean, everybody is, obviously, uh, uh, the Ayatollah Rock and Roller. But you know, we. You know, we always grew up watching Jericho. He Obviously, he was in WCW. Then he went to WWE for a long time. He still kind of has a working relationship with them, I guess, in a way. But, you know, the past uh, year or so, he's been with New Japan. And I don't think he's ever been with New Japan before before this this stint he's got with him. But, you know, I feel like it's kind of revived him in a way. And it's pretty cool. I mean, he's got the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. I wish he would be able to you know, wrestle more often, obviously, but I know with his schedule, you know, with with his band and everything, but, you know, and I know you've kind of watched his evolution, too, in New Japan. Talk about, you know, Jericho's, his his character is kind of reviving himself in New Japan.
1: Well, let's preface it by saying that he, Jericho gets all the love and praise that anybody wants to throw at him because everybody who's a wrestling fan respects Jericho for what he has done but I don't think that he gets enough credit for being one of the all-time greats because in my opinion, he's one of the all-time greats. He has found the secret to longevity in professional wrestling and that he, he makes these little tweaks to his character that changes it ever so bit. And it it just, it explodes and it becomes the biggest thing. Even pushing the age of 50, he, he is, his name is still being brought up as one of the top performers in the world. And when somebody does mention on the New Japan broadcast, Chris Jericho, the place erupts. Like it's not just a nostalgic, oh yeah, Chris Jericho. No, like people like, oh my god, Chris Jericho. Like the fact that he's he's pushing fifty, still athletic as he is, still strong as he is, and still gets that kind of reaction from fans, and it's it just blows my mind. Um, and then him facing Naito again, I think it's really good. Um, Jericho's New Japan character has basically, like, he's embraced um, the Jericho that just doesn't give a ish. And with the... Japan has, obviously has different censorship rules than the state, so he can cuss a lot more. He can be a little more heelish than you can in PG WWE today. So he he takes those limits and absolutely obliterates him and goes beyond. Um, he pushes it into that gray area in New Japan, and it's it's gotten him over with the Japanese fan base that already respects him. Mm-hmm. So he's just being more heel and getting the Japanese people to boo him, but at the same time, they all respect him. It's the weirdest thing. They cheer when his music comes up, come, uh, hits and he comes out. And he starts doing some bad stuff, and they boo the hell out of him. It's, it's the most amazing thing to witness.
0: Yeah, that's um, just the, the um, you know that's the way that I think they. That's a, I, they treat I think a lot of people like that in New Japan because you know whether you're a face or a heel, you do a spectacular move, they will applaud. You do a bad move, I say a bad move. You do you know a low blow, poke to the, You know a heel move, they will boo you. They might even, even if you're a face and you do a move like that, they'll probably boo you for a little bit. But then, of course, cheer you. They'll boo you worse.
1: Yeah, they'll uh, boo you worse. So it, it's just, like, no, you're supposed to be good. That was a really <laughs> bad accent. Don't ever let me do that again. <laughs> so but, you know, and that's
0: just, and that's just the way that the fans. It's a unique way that they react to their wrestlers. They're very over there. respectful. Yeah,
1: it's a very it's interesting not, it's crowd. Not like there, these American, these American crowds, and some crowds I've heard in, excuse me, in the UK that they're not, like, over the top, like, are heckling the wrestlers and, and, you know, talking trash to them while they're trying to do their thing. The, the Japanese people will sit basically on their hands. You do a good move, they clap. You do something bad, they boo. They're so respectful of the talent in the ring. It's a it's a, it's kind of almost like a culture shock. I know a lot of American wrestlers have said that they go to Japan. It's like, damn, man, we didn't get any pop. It was real quiet. It's like, no, that they were dating you. They were just—that's how they are. They're very respectful.
0: Yeah, very interesting crowd uh, in Japan. Of course, you know it's a different culture and the way they do things. So, but yeah. um, it would, you know, hey, but of course, everybody and now a guy that you know you talk we talk about booing and cheering. You know, one time I did watch that video, like you know about the history of Tetsuya Naito, a guy that they loved, they hated him, and now they love him again. Like you said, I think you loved them all the way through. Uh, talk a little bit about Tetsuya Naito, and obviously he's a guy, he's 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 main event at Wrestle Kingdom before. Has he ever been IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Tetsuya Naito? I believe yes he so. has. Yes, so, he has. So he's a former IWGP Heavyweight Champion, uh, main evented yep. last year with uh, Okada, uh, fell yep. short, you were hoping he'd win, but uh, this year gets I a did. chance uh, to win back his Intercontinental Championship, get a big win over uh, Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Well, Naito took a very traditional Japanese track for pro wrestling. He was in the dojo. He went on excursion a couple of times. He came back, and when he came back from his first excursion, he he was a baby face. He was this good guy. He was doing things for the fans, and the fans hated him. The fans thought he was too stale. The fans didn't like what he was doing as a face. Um... To, to, to put it in WWE terms, um, what he did was what we've always wanted John Cena or Roman Reigns to do. They were getting the push. They were being cheered as a good guy. And the, the, good, the, the fans are like, we really don't like your character anymore, so we're going to start booing you. And they never turned heel. Naito went back on excursion to Mexico, did what Cena and Roman weren't allowed to do, turned heel, came back to Japan as a bad guy. The fans adored him. He had that anti-establishment similar to how Austin was anti-McMahon. Naito was kind of like a Japanese Austin, I guess, in sense. Mm -hmm. Came back as a bad guy, breaking the rules, spitting in people's faces, doing everything to disrespect championships or trophies that he won. Fans booed him, but at the same time, he was topping merch sales in Japan. Everybody knows how big Worldwide Bullet Club is. For the longest time, and I'm pretty sure still today, L.I.J. in Japan sells more merch than Bullet Club. They're super popular. Um, Naito Turnheel became one of the biggest stars. That's why he did get the title. He beat Okada. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the show. I want to say Sakura Genesis a couple of years ago. It's when Sonata debuted. Um... And, and he's just, he, he's blown up. He's taken off. Fans adore him. He's probably my guy, my favorite guy in New Japan. And for him to be going up against Jericho in the semi-main after maining with Okada last year is, it might seem like he, he's on the downward track because he's not main, but he's still semi-main against a very relevant, uh, relevant main in professional wrestling in Jericho. Mm-hmm. it's that's going to be a damn good match man right? a very technical match but at the same time with jericho's new style very physical
0: yeah looking forward to that match as well so many matches to look forward to and then of course the final match uh the one i think a lot of people a lot more people are looking forward to than anybody else obviously uh kenny omega defending his iwgp heavyweight championship against the g1 climax winner Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I think, you know, before you've described Hiroshi Tanahashi as like the John Cena of of uh, New Japan. He's been around for a long New time. Japan. Been, yes. uh, yeah, he's been around yes. been around a long time, been one of the top guys, always been a face, always been a crowd favorite. Uh, but now Kenny Omega, a guy who was a heel, who, who's now Almost, you know, like you were talking about Tetsuya Naito, he was a bad guy, and the fans adored him. I think Kenny Omega was a bad guy, and with his in-ring ability, the fans began to adore him, and almost uh, he became like a natural face, I guess is what you'd like to call it. So this is two of New Japan's are arguably biggest stars, uh, two of the biggest stars probably in the world right now, especially Kenny Omega. Hiroshi Tanahashi's up there as well, and... The IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Obviously, Hiroshi Tanahashi, I believe, is a former champion as well. Absolutely. So, you know, two former champions. Tanahashi,
1: Tanahashi is the one who put New Japan back on the map. Mm-hmm. Doing the research and doing the history on New Japan, they were thriving with, you know, Muda and uh, Antonio Inoki. They were thriving. They had a, a shift in management. They kind of went a different direction. It crashed really, really hard. It was not successful. Um, Tanahashi came in and really revitalized New Japan. Um, this, this worldwide um, thing that they're doing, where they're going global, they're going international, none of that is possible without Hiroshi Tanahashi. He is the ace, he is the face of that, that company. Um, he's the reason that New Japan is where it's at today. Omega, I mean, obviously they're going worldwide, so you want Omega there. Omega is helping carry the torch that Tanahashi started. Tanahashi's the one that put Okada on the map. When Okada came back from Excursion, he was a little chubby. He didn't look like he was in great shape. Challenged Tanahashi. Tanahashi took him lightly. Okada beat him. And that started the awesome, awesome feud of Okada and Tanahashi that really, really put New Japan back on the wrestling world's eyes and people saying, Okay, this stuff is really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, Tanahashi is responsible for not only revitalizing a product, but making a huge star in Okada, which in turn made a, a huge star in Omega, and everybody that Okada has fought. Yeah. So the fact that a guy that is uh, that is big because he's worked hard, and you know he's put in a lot of time and effort in Kenny Omega, but he's in the spot he's in because of Tanahashi, and now those two are going to main event. Wrestle Kingdom after Omega mained it two years ago with Okada and after Okada and Tanahashi I wanna say mained it maybe three or four years in a row. I mean, it is going to be uh, forty five minutes. I'm I'm thinking this is gonna be a long, long match, a lot of physicality, a lot of technical wrestling, a lot of story, a lot of storytelling, a lot of selling. Yeah. It's made of it's main event for a reason. And it's I know we've uh, we've already talked about several matches. Like, this going to be a match for tonight. This going to be a match for the, the card. This going to steal the show. The main events, the main event for a reason. This match is probably going to get twenty seven stars from Meltzer. Mikey O's going to throw a hissy fit on Meltzer and probably try to get another Twitter war with them <laughs> over this match. But I, I can't under understate it or overstate it enough. How how much history for New Japan? like, thinking back on it, that this match has mm-hmm. on... It's just... Yeah. The storytelling in New Japan is amazing, man.
0: Yeah, well, it all goes down, of course, uh, January 4th, and we're going to have a, uh, a special preview show, I think on, like, December the 30th, I think, is when we're going to have it. We're going to give our official predictions. Uh, I don't know if PW scorecards are going to put out a scorecard for it. I know in the past we've certainly... Um, we pitched the idea of doing a wrestle kingdom scorecard. It would be great. Um, be cool if they do, if they don't, we're going to definitely, uh, have all our predictions as well. We'll get Cruz on. I know Cruz is going to want to give his predictions as well. Give all our predictions for that show on I January think, uh,
1: the 4th. I think after seeing this wrestle kingdom card, and I haven't talked to Cruz in a couple of days, but I know I'm interested to hear what he has to say about it. And, uh, Having a preview show with, with me and him on it would just be kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we definitely plan on uh, doing that, so certainly be on the lookout for that. Of course, I think next week is going to be our year-end awards show. So, Brink, if you want to join us for that, we'll reach out to Cruz, too. Um, that might be, I don't know, it might be on Sunday. I don't know. So, now we, we spent over half the show now talking about New Japan. Uh, there's a couple of other things to get to here. Uh, this coming week, of course. Well, actually, no, it's not our year-end awards this week. It's the TLC show this week. Uh, speaking of, and, of course, TLC coming up here in uh, on Sunday. Uh, let's see. The Mixed Match Challenge Final will be... Uh, now, check this out. This is interesting. The Mixed Match Challenge Final will take place at TLC. Each member of the winning team will be the last entrant of their respective Royal Rumble matches. So... Whatever mixed match uh, team wins, uh, that man will enter number 30 in the Men's Royal Rumble and the woman will enter number 30 in the Women's Rumble. So that's a very interesting stipulation right there for that match.
1: Well, I, I thought that was a cool concept at the beginning of the season of Mixed Match Challenge. Like, you tagging up, if y'all win, that's a cool prize. Since last year, they you know, they did it for charities. Yeah. So, like, what... What kind of prize can we give the winners this year that will also keep fans invested in this in this season? So, like, the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble is a very coveted spot. That's a perfect thing. This is my problem with it. How many of the original teams are still in it? Because people have been moved because of injury, because yeah. of whatever. Te- mm-hmm. Teams have been switched up. So, if an original team of... of was it Strowman and Bliss? weren't they an original team? Or Were Strow, yeah. Strowman and Moon? And
0: now it's uh. Um, and now it's it's. I forgot. I forgot who it was. It's somebody in Moon, but I. Isn't
1: it Moon. uh Kurt Hawkins? Isn't it Hawkins and Ember Boone now?
0: It might be. I don't know.
1: So so if Hawkins and Moon for some reason win this thing, is it Hawkins and Moon at number thirty or is it Alexa and Braun at number thirty? No. Because honestly I don't wanna I don't want to watch the Royal Rumble and be like, All right, number thirty, here comes my boy, Kurt <laughs> Hawkins.
0: Now the no, one oh, thing man. now the one thing I do not like about this is it takes away the mystery of number thirty and in years past that has been like who's number thirty? Who's number thirty? And that... So that kind of ruins it for me a little bit, you know. Obviously, I think I forgot who the number thirty was last year. Oh, Ziggler! Ziggler came back was number thirty, and then Trish Stratus was number thirty of the uh, Royal Rumble. Who was, who
1: was who was who was thirty year before last?
0: Year before last was a uh, Roman Reigns.
1: Okay, so th- does anybody really care about number thirty anymore? Mm. Nobody wanted Reigns at thirty. I don't think anybody really wanted Ziggler at thirty. So no. th- that kinda, that kind of mis- that kind of the the mystique of it. The past couple of years has been ruined anyway, so... Well, this
0: is uh, apparently the Mixed Match Challenge. These are the four people uh, for each uh, gender that can still become number 30. For the women, Alicia Fox, Bailey, Carmella, and Asuka. And then for the men, Jinder Mahal, Apollo Cruz, R-Truth, and The Miz. I...
1: Only one of the guys would make sense at 30, and that's Miz. Yep. Uh, and on the women's side, Asuka and...
0: Who are those? Uh, uh Oscar Carmela Bailey and Alicia Fox
1: Bailey Bailey yeah, yeah.
0: Bailey or Oscar Yeah Bailey would be a goin but in a pop but apologies you know with Apollo Cruz Finn Balor was with uh Bailey but I don't know why Apollo Cruz is now uh <coughs> you know I don't know what to look into that um but yeah so that's the stipulation for for that uh the man and the woman will get the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. Let me see. Okay. I had uh, the match card up here. All right. Next match is the Intercontinental Championship Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Of course, Dean turned uh, heel the night Roman announced he had leukemia and that set up this thing with uh, yeah. this feud with Seth Rollins. You have Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin in a TLC match. If Strowman wins, Corbin will be stripped of uh, all authoritative power, and Strowman will receive a Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble. If Corbin wins, he'll become the full-time general manager of Raw. Please, for the love of God, let Braun Strowman win that match, because I do not want to see Baron Corbin as the GM of Raw. Um, Spoiler alert,
1: Corbin's yeah. winning that match. You think so? Oh, God, yeah.
0: Well, uh, yeah. I guess
1: we'll, you know... A- Angle. Angle's supposed to be going back to wrestling anyway. Yeah. So they don't need him as the GM anymore. Corbin... Um, he's not a great talker, but he's a heel, and people hate seeing him on TV. So, as a heel, he needs to be on TV as much as he can. Yep. Um, Strom is going to get his title match, regardless whether he loses this match or not, uh, or regardless whether he wins this match or not. So that stipulation to me is kind of pointless. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see, and it's a match where, well, th- does 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 Braun have to be pinned? Or is it's it a tables,
0: duty? it's a tables, ladders and chairs match. I so
1: or they or they climbing because they've had they've had TLC matches before where you had to go up and get something or you can get pinned. So yeah, I, mean, I guess I, I, it would depend on that too because I don't see Corbin pinned Strowman unless like the New Japan locker room comes out to help Corbin. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know, but uh, yeah, I don't know what we'll to oh, keep an eye on it. it. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, a singles match for the Raw Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey taking on Nia Jax, who will have Tamina in her corner. Um, this is A singles match for the WWE Championship. I mean, on paper, you'd think this match would should be match of the night. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the, the new Daniel Bryan and how he's he's kind of, you know, taking this heel thing and he's running with it. I mean, he's... Uh, I've heard a lot of people say good things about Daniel Bryan's heel run thus far. And I, I feel like, you know, it's made it personal with AJ. AJ, in my opinion, right now is the face of WWE. And, yep. um, you know, the, the, as far as the face, uh, as he says, the face that runs the place. And he literally means face because he's the, the top baby face uh, in, in WWE right now. And you got Daniel Bryan, who was the top baby face. And now. Um, I mean like I said, you know, turned heel in a move that I was shocked by, but I feel like it's a move he uh, kind of needed and now he's getting it. Same thing with Becky Lynch. She turned heel and now the crowd loves Becky Lynch. Now the crowd's booing Daniel Bryan, but that I mean that's just they still like them some Daniel Bryan deep down, but man, he's killing it right now.
1: But but Daniel Bryan had such an amazing face run, you know, with the WrestleMania 30 his storyline against the authority he was such over, so over as a babyface that people forget he was a great effing heel. Oh, yeah. Like a couple years before WrestleMania 30, he lost to Sheamus in 16 something seconds. Mm-hmm. And he was, that really got him over. But but before that, he was a chicken ish heel that was doing great work. Like he was an awesome heel. So, was I a little shocked to see him turn heel? Yes. But at the same time, I know how good of a heel he is and how good he's going to to take this new heel persona and just be the top heel. Like, AJ's the face, Brian is going to be the heel. And those guys' chemistry already is amazing. So now that that dynamic gets established now, AJ's the face, Brian's the heel. Yeah. I mean... That's possible match of the year candidate. And I mean, you got two, in my opinion, the
0: two maybe the two best wrestlers in WWE right now with Daniel and and AJ.
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't think Daniel's where he used to be, obviously because of the injury. But even Daniel at eighty percent is better than a lot of guys one hundred percent. And especially when Uh, you're in top top worker,
0: and then you're going to be in the ring with AJ Styles, who, in my opinion, is the best wrestler in WWE right now. Yes. Uh, so, I don't think that's a question. And, and you take an eighty, you know, even an eighty percent Daniel Bryan could still look one hundred percent with AJ Styles in the ring with him. So, um, so that and, match and that
1: actually that that actually helps Bryan out because as a heel, you're not going to be taking as many bumps or or beatings as a face would. Yeah. So now he's actually he's got he's had the injury, so he's not having to to use like those extra bumps and and he's not getting beat up as much as he would be as a face so it's actually pretty smart
0: yeah and as i said earlier you know i really like the match he put on with uh, brock lesnar at survivor series so i'm really looking forward to seeing what daniel and aj do at tlc the next match though is a uh, one that a lot of people are talking about as well the triple threat tables ladders and chairs match for the smackdown women's championship it's becky lynch versus charlotte versus Asuka. um This arguably, at least Becky and Charlotte, has been the hottest feud in WWE since SummerSlam because that's when Becky turned. And this has been one of the hottest feuds. Um, And Becky Lynch has been arguably the most over- uh, she's been the most over woman. Uh, maybe arguably the most over superstar in WWE in the last three months. I mean, she's with, the man. Bro. Yes, she is the man. And I tell you what, if she is the man, she is a very hot man. But certainly, and I mean hot as in she looks good and hot as in she is white hot right now with the fans. And yep. and you know this is very interesting because obviously it's been Becky and Charlotte kind of going back and forth since SummerSlam, and you kind of slide in Oscar here. You slide Oscar in, and to me, this is the perfect opportunity for to put the belt on Oscar. You know, because you got Becky and Charlotte kind of doing their thing, and then Oscar just kind of slides in when she was the hottest thing when she came into the you know, and she or she started off the year with a bang, won the Women's Royal Rumble, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. She fought Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte finally ended her streak, and then Oscar kind of went away for a little bit, or at least went to the mid card or, or whatever you want to call it, and now she's kind of. Getting a little momentum going here. She kind of slid into this, and now some people are thinking maybe Asuka can walk out of TLC with the Women's Championship. And we know all three of these women are, are fantastic wrestlers. So this is going to be a really, really good women's match.
1: I know I've told you this before, and I've said it on the podcast before. A lot of times WWE will make a match, a triple threat, and somebody they'll throw somebody in to take the pinfall. Um, I think this is still the case here, but I think in reverse, I think they threw Oscar here to win the damn thing. Um, as white hot as as Becky is right now, like you said, like, I don't see any other scenario except Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. Not just for the women's title. like That's going to be the main event. Becky stays healthy. And, and on fire, as she is right now, straight fire, is going to be her and Ronda Mania main eventing the damn thing.
0: Yeah, and that could and be, you with, know.
1: For that to happen, um, put the belt on Oscar, Um Have Charlotte and Oscar kind of stay away from each other for a little while. Maybe have Charlotte uh, win a number one contenders match because uh, I think it's a very good chance that Becky wins the Rumble if they do the Women's Rumble again, which they should.
0: Oh, I'm guarantee you they will. Which which
1: which would which would set up Shaw, uh, Sha- Oscar, versus Charlotte for the SmackDown title, which I would not be against it either. So
0: yeah, so you got the triple threat. Uh, this, uh, like I said, it's going to be one of those interesting, you know, matchups to see kind of how it plays out, and maybe where it goes from here. Uh, singles match Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre, and I hate the fact that Drew should win this match, but I hate the fact that he's going to have to do it over Finn Balor. Man, they. they I am almost at the point now Finn either go back to NXT or go back to New Japan because they're just they just screwing you royally buddy. Um man, he was the first universal champion and now he he can't even you know sniff his way into a a title picture. But then, you know, we'll we'll see that. That match could be really good. McIntyre is kind of, you know, they want to push McIntyre. He's been doing really good. Finn Balor, we know he's a tremendous wrestler. Um I would love to see them get some time here. And certainly, maybe even 10, 15 minutes, I feel like these two dudes could put on a clinic for 10, 15 minutes.
1: Oh yeah. and, um, and this is me doing my own booking. This is not me saying that I think this this is what's going to happen or what will happen. Have McIntyre win. have McIntyre face Lesnar at Rumble. Have Lesnar win. Give Balor a shot at Lesnar at Mania and have Balor pull the upset of the of, of the decade. When Balor beats Lesnar at Mania,
0: I would love that 100. Uh, percent Because man, if anybody, I feel you know can do that or they should do that, for it should be Finn Balor, because he could be a freaking star in WWE. I mean,
1: think, I mean, think about the possible storylines. I mean, the obvious one: um, Beast Lesnar against small guy Finn Balor. Or you could do, in, but
0: I would have Finn. Come, you, you can have Finn come out as a demon.
1: You have Finn come out as a demon, but not only that, you also have the storyline of look, Balor's finally getting his rematch, and then he wins it. Yeah, you know, They're, they they have a lot of possibilities where I, I hope that's the way they go, with it. that's the way that I would go with it. Yeah, but what Rondo? I'm just an average mark.
0: Yeah, well, you know, as much as I love that idea, uh, I would bet against that idea happening personally, but. Uh, Certainly, uh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Especially it does. If
1: they're not going to put Lesnar in the main event, if it they does. Want the, yeah. The, the women's main event, then there's no reason to do Lesnar versus anybody else.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, so that match, uh, so Balor and McIntyre is going to be happening at TLC. Elias will take on Bobby Lashley in a ladder match with a guitar suspended above the ring. That's going to be. Uh and then of course you have Leo Rush there, uh who's gonna be just hollering,
1: Lashley, Lashley. Expect for Leo Rush to do some insane stuff.
0: Oh yeah. So, He's gonna
1: get involved in that match.
0: Oh yeah. Of course we you know, we talk about Leo Rush being the, the side uh, you know, the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. We forget Leo Rush can wrestle too, so uh um, Yes he can. That that'll be interesting. He won't
1: sell anything, but he can wrestle.
0: Uh, the next match is a uh, triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown tag team titles. The Bar taking on the New Day, taking on the Usos. And, of course, we know uh, these three teams can really go. Um, this will, I think this will be like one of those matches, those sneaky good matches of the night.
1: I don't even think it's going to be sneaky good. I think it's going to be great. I don't think they're sneaking up on anybody. Everybody knows what New Day and Uzos can do. Yeah. Everybody knows the, the physical dominance of Sheamus and Cesaro and the feats of strength that both of those guys can do. Mm-hmm. And put them in a match with with some entertaining and very athletic teams. They're going to do some awesome stuff, man. Awesome.
0: And then the next match, uh, this is kind of random. It's an Italia versus Ruby Riot in a tables match. And of course, Ruby Riot will have Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan in her corner. And also, the Cruiserweight Championship match was actually added uh, today or very, very recently. Buddy Murphy will defend against Cedric Alexander now. So, uh chance for Cedric Alexander to take back the belt. I'm, a,
1: I'm cool with that match, but I want a stipulation on it. What kind like of, what kind of stipulation would you put on it? It was really good. I, whatever makes sense in their story. Uh, I, I just want something. Their singles matches are really good. But if you're going to put them on TLC, which... Honestly, they're probably going to be on pre-show, so I guess you don't want to do a stipulation match on a pre-show. But if you're going to have them on the main court, have them in a ladder match or something. That's like two cruiserweights that are really good in a ladder match would be really good. I know they already have a ladder match, but uh, just something, man. So add some kind of stipulation to it.
0: Well, be sure to tune in uh, later this week. or can be on the lookout. It'll be our TLC prediction show. We'll fill out some scorecards, so be sure to – fill them out along with us. I think they're going to be available on, uh, this coming Wednesday would be December the 12th around now, sometime after lunchtime, central time, they'll, they'll be available. So looking forward to TLC on Sunday, uh, a couple of more, uh, news and notes here to get to, uh, before we, uh, conclude Alexa bliss has been cleared to return to action. um, all I really got on that. Uh, she apparently has been cleared, um, mm-hmm. so I, we might see so her. Rick Flair, yeah. So Rick Flair is cleared to return to in-ring action as well. At sixty-nine years old, Very nice. uh, So, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think there's a better chance we're going to see Alexa Bliss back in the ring before Rick Flair. But uh,
1: yeah, I think there's a better chance I'd rather see Alexa Bliss in the ring than Rick Flair.
0: Yeah, well, I agree with you on that. So Alexa Bliss, also, uh, maybe also, she'll get in- maybe she'll get involved in that match on. Uh, I, I think uh, I
1: think Bliss comes back with a vengeance because she got snubbed. She got kayfabe worked out of the hottest woman in wrestling on the average oh, oh, yeah. Podcast. yeah. she's she got snubbed. She's in that for the highway robbery.
0: Yeah, you're right about that. She got snubbed uh, for for Scarlett Bordeaux, but
1: me me and the fans cuz the fans voted for her. So you uh Mikey O Cruz, I don't know what the hell you're all talking about.
0: Sorry, brother. But uh yeah, Alexa Bliss is cleared is is cleared from her concussion. She was out for about what what you what's so funny over there?
1: I'm just I'm doing a Mikey O'Ran. ran. I'm still salty that Alexa lost.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's always uh, maybe next like, year.
1: My, so. my, my my Bordeaux should not have beaten Peyton Royce. Just saying. <laughs> it should have been Bliss and Royce in the finals yeah. and then Oof. I I it, I don't I, I don't know. You don't know, one, huh? But I don't know. I don't know.
0: You wouldn't have known huh? Exploded. So, But Alexa Bliss is, is, is cleared uh, to return. Not sure when or how she will return, but she has been cleared. She's
1: come back like, with a, a salty vengeance. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, another rumor regards the um, the 2019 Hall of Fame. And we talked last week about now they're moving the Hall of Fame to Saturday night of WrestleMania and taking TakeOver and moving it to the Friday night. And you know we, there was talk about, obviously, there's the G1 Supercard show with New Japan and Ring of Honor happening that Saturday night. <laughs> at Madison Square Garden, and they were talking about maybe they moved the show because they didn't want to compete with that. Apparently, that's not the case. Apparently, the reason they're putting the Hall of Fame on Saturday night, there's rumors that the headline inductee could be none other than The Rock.
1: Warren, if that is true, congrats to The Rock. He is – been deserving this. Like, oh yeah, he's been he's been needing to go in the Hall of Fame. Um, two, I I think they did move it because of NXT. Uh, I mean, because of uh, Super Court of Honor, because they went heads up last year, and you know I was at Super Court of Honor, and that place was sold out. Yeah, they had a lot of people there that didn't give two issues about NXT that night. Mm-hmm. And they were all there to watch Ring of Honor and the New Japan guys go. Yeah, so I, I they can say that's not why, or they can speculate on that's what that's not why they're moving it. Uh, my personal opinion, I think that is why because why they're moving it. It could very
0: well be, but it
1: going to be a great show. It's well, also a great show. Now, but now well, independent well, wrestling is on fire, man.
0: Well, apparently, th- this is uh, well. I think I also saw that. The Rock apparently would not have been available for Friday, uh, but he was available for Saturday, which is another maybe a reason why they moved it. That's what I'm hearing. I mean,
1: I and honestly, that makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah, because you know, The Rock's a busy man nowadays. So that, that's just a uh, you know, just yep. a rumor. So obviously, we're going to find out probably after the Royal Rumble if The Rock is getting inducted. We don't know. Yet. It's all rumors. So, but with that being said, well, yeah. He needs to, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and you know, the like, same thing with The Undertaker. But in my opinion, I think the reason they have not inducted The Undertaker yet, they don't want to induct The Undertaker until he's officially done. Because obviously, with the Hall of Fame, you break K Fabe. I don't think they want The Undertaker breaking K Fabe before he he retires. You know what I'm saying? Or at least not on Hell, WWE TV.
1: Hell, for Hall of Fame, I don't think he breaks K Fabe. I think he comes out in full Undertaker gimmick. Uh,
0: I don't know. Oh, I, I
1: don't. Th- I don't think he breaks kayfabe fade there. Yeah, well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see, but what certainly... Be, what would be more entertaining? Uh, an out-of-gimmick uh, Mark Calloway thanking everybody or The Undertaker thanking everybody?
0: I mean, certainly The Undertaker, uh, I'd but... Rather,
1: I'd rather hear from The Undertaker than Mark Calloway. No offense, Mark Calloway.
0: But you know what? I feel like we got to see a lot of Mark Calloway in the, his American Badass gimmick, and I actually enjoyed some of the s*** sh- Oh, I, I just dropped a curse word. Um, oh,
1: it wasn't me. It wasn't, wasn't me. me. I was so
0: I, 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 I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to edit that. Uh, oh, no, you right.
1: don't. It's one. You're you're allowed one per show.
0: All right. Well, that's my rule. I'm, no, I'm, I'm gonna let Mikey o know, and he'll uh, he'll he'll do what he got to do. So, but Ooh. certainly, but certainly, the Undertaker in the Hall of Fame is inevitable. Um, just I, I think it's not gonna be till he's like he came out and said, "I'm done. I'm not longer wrestling." That next year he, he'll be in the Hall of Fame, guaranteed.
1: I think so too, and honestly, I just kind of talked myself into it. I don't want to see Mark Calloway up there. I want to see Undertaker. I want oh yeah. Gong, I want smoke. I want fog. I want Undertaker to the the way that he talks, the slow, very methodical speech. I want him doing that for his yeah. his his Hall of Fame speech. Well, I guess oh I'm, man, that's, I'm pumped up now. I want him to be inducted this shit. Well, you never. well,
0: it, I mean, now can you imagine? Obviously. Um, you know what? I was the other day we were talking about you know big names getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. I dropped the name Owen Hart. Obviously, would be a huge He's name. Long overdue too, oh but yeah, but apparently, it, apparently it's his wife that doesn't want him to be inducted. I don't know what the story yeah. behind it is, but certainly I think if if they get her blessing, they're going to induct him Im- immediately. But well,
1: I, I mean they've been trying. They've been trying to get her blessing for probably over a decade now, um, and I. It, it all leads back to his death. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of political and and uh, drama, family drama between her and Vince because of what happened with his death. That's what's holding all that back.
0: Yeah, so, uh, but I guess like I said, better. I, I think, uh, you know, you talk about The Undertaker, The Rock, and Owen Hart. Out of those three, it looks like right now the best chance to get inducted first, uh, based on the rumors, would be The Rock. So, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see but brink we're running out of time here um thanks for coming on uh this late and uh joining us i know you're excited we have got to talk a lot about new japan so looking forward to uh, yes, wrestle yes. kingdom coming that up always here Makes me happy. and then of course we got tlc uh we should have you back on uh maybe thursday you said you're off thursday so we'll uh i we'll, am we'll work and and see uh we'll work on that and see what we can do
1: i should be be there in person that's the plan anyway all right, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll bring. Thanks again for joining us again. Uh, go check us out. www.averagemarks.com. Go like us on Facebook. On well, go follow us on uh, Twitter at uh, the Average Marks. Uh, what else? Yeah, I'm trying to plug everything I can plug here. Obviously, like I said, go to our website. Uh, that's our central hub of everything. You can support the show. Um, er- everything helps out, uh, and we do what we can to try and make the. Uh, podcast better so with that being said uh, it's time for me to do what I do outro outro you've been listening to the average marks per wrestling podcast with the Michael Leander and Patrick Fry all opinions discussed in the show are those of the average marks and do not represent any wrestling company organization or individual for more information on the show follow us on Twitter and iTunes amp is a proud member of the roar network Powered by thegorillaposition.com.